Canto 11, Part 2. Uh, this is Chapter 22nd. <clears throat> Enumeration of Elements of Material Creation. And this is a discourse between uh, Krishna and Uddhava. We had completed till verse 32 yesterday, but today we are doing verse 33 onwards. Till yesterday, whatever we had done, it was all about the threefold distinctions of senses, the objects of perception and the presiding deity, the God that is concerned with it. So today we are going to do the verse 32nd, chapter 22, enumeration of the elements of material creation. When the three modes of nature are agitated, the resultant transformation appears as the element, false ego, in three places goodness, passion and ignorance, generated from the Mahatattva which is itself produced from the unmanifest Pradhana, this false ego becomes the cause of all material illusions and duality. So, in the previous verse we had done how the different senses are involved, the eyes, the ears and so on and so forth, how they interact with the nature that is outside of us, everything around us and they create a kind of a differentiation in this thinking process of ours that is the mind gets agitated. The agitation happens somewhere in the mind and because of which the three gunas that is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, how do they interact? So this is the verse where we are going to do, what we are going to do over here is how they interact. Let me just increase that thing. So, the agitation which happens and the resultant transformation appears because of the false ego. Now, three gunas are there, which is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Sattva is connected to goodness, Rajas is connected to action and the third one which is connected to ignorance, which is Tamas. How do they interact? Now, if I have to look at an object, when I am seeing an object in front of me, let us say I have taken an object, there is a bottle of wine kept in front of me. Just imagine, there is a bottle of wine kept in front of me. Now, this wine, when it is right in front of me, what happens? If I am in the tamasic guna, my eyes will look at it and they will say, Oh my God, nice wine. Okay, let me drink. And the moment I see it, I will open it and start drinking. This is what happens. The moment a tamasic guna is involved in the process, the eyes, the mind, the body, interacts with this bottle that's an object outside and says I want to drink. Why do I want to drink? Because I want to get intoxicated. That is the idea. So Tamoguna that is the third mode which is ignorance will always tell me how I will get involved with this bottle outside. Now we will take the second guna. 
The moment a person who is now he has seen the same bottle. So the first thing he will say is it's a very nice bottle. I think I will take it with me. It is expensive so why will I allow my friends to have it? I will have it myself. So I will put it in my bag and I will take it with me. Or I can sell this bottle for a profit because I got it over here. It's lying over here and I have taken it so I can sell it for a profit. This is the interaction of this object with the eyes, with the mind, with the body, the senses. Remember these three things, body, the senses, the mind. They all interact with the object outside and says, oh, here it is. I want to make profit out of it. I want to enjoy it thoroughly. I want it all for myself. Can I make money out of it? These are the things that pass off in the mind of that person and he interacts exactly as per his guna. So this is the person who interacts in the second way. Now we come to the third part. Now in the third part what happens? A person who is connected with the guna number three which is goodness. In his world, he may be a teetotaler. He doesn't drink at all. He doesn't even care about wines or liquors or whatever. He is not bothered. So when he looks at, even if the bottle of wine is in front of him, it doesn't make any click noise in his brain. Nothing. Nothing happens to him. There is no connectivity between the bottle of wine and his mind even though the object is visible to him. As an example, I am using a bottle of water just now. So, <laughs> okay, I don't drink wine or anything. So, it is just for understanding purpose. I am just using some bottle over here. Now, how does this interact in the person connected to the goodness? He has never drunk in his life, maybe. Or, in very rare occasions where it might have been a wedding party or something like that, maybe he has had a sip somewhere. So he will look at the bottle and he will say, oh, somebody must have left this bottle over here by mistake. Let me find out whose is it. You understand? His interaction with the bottle is completely different than the other two gunas. He is interested in trying to return the bottle to somebody. He is interested in not drinking it. He is interested in just keeping it aside and not getting in. He is not interacting with it at all. So the person who is connected to the goodness aspect is not interested or is not at all attached to the object per se. So I hope you understand understood how this works. Hmm? So when the three modes of nature are agitated, the bottle was the agitation. The resultant transformation appears as the element of false ego in three phases. So it appears in three phases of goodness, passion and ignorance. Generated from the Mahatattva. The Mahatattva around us creates that, you know, it, it shakes us up. 
which is itself produced from the unmanifest pradhana. Where has all this entire creation come into the picture? It has come from the unmanifest. If you remember, this is exactly how I told you. There is God. God has created the unmanifest. The unmanifest has created the manifest. Manifest means everything that you can see, touch, feel, so on and so forth. Hmm? That is what interacts with this individual and the gunas are mixing around and the resultant is exactly the way I put it across to you. And the manifest present, this false ego becomes the cause of all material illusions and duality. So, the last line of this, it's a very very important line because we are going to get introduced to another topic. It creates a sort of a duality in that person. Whether it is Sattva, Rajas or Tamas, all the Gunas interacting, it creates duality. Duality means there is two. The object, the person and the process of drinking. Got it? So, when there is an object involved, there is a person involved, there is somebody who is going to drink it and the process of drinking. So, another two things got added to it. For every process, there are three things. Three things, okay? For every process. One is the object, any object that is there. Now, let us say I am using a device which is a recording device, okay? This is a recorder. The one who is speaking, number two, now, number three is recording. It is getting interacted. Hmm? Now, another example. Car, driver, driving. Right? So, car is there, driver is there and driving is the process. So, these are the three things that come in. You know, they, they involve a process of action. Now, we are introducing this topic of what is called as material illusion and duality. What is material illusion and duality? Let us go back to the example of the wine. Now wine, everybody knows that wine contains alcohol. It is understood that alcohol can induce intoxication. Is that understood? Alcohol by itself creates intoxication. So tell me something. This intoxication which is created by the alcohol, is it involved in that object itself? Yes, it is very much in the object. So is it coming up because of something? No, it is always there in that object. Alcohol per se gives us a kind of a heady feeling and it can make us lose control. You know, I am sure you know where the center for control is. For keeping ourselves steady is in the ear. In the inner ear, there is a place called cochlea. It looks like a shell, you know, the round kind of a shell. Inside that, there is a balancing liquid. 
and when the imbalance happens when when you get intoxicated the balance is upset and that is the reason why those who get intoxicated they cannot walk straight they they have a problem so tell me is the bottle actually inducing it is the liquor actually inducing it this is one question you need to ask if i am going to give another example now what is that example let us say there is a beautiful woman hmm now there is so many controversies going on today in the world there is a very beautiful actress so is the actress actually inducing somebody to go and rape her that is what has happened in uh, you know so many people have come out against this one producer now is the actual the actress actually trying to seduce him no she is a beautiful looking woman that's it period alcohol is only an intoxicant period it is your interaction with that object it's that weinstein's weinstein okay here you are talking about wine and there is weinstein also <laughs> weinstein's reaction with whoever the actress might be okay think it has nothing to do with the object the object is not telling come to me come to me come to me the object is not saying the wine bottle is not saying come to me the actress is not telling come and rape me no she is not saying those words what is happening is it is triggering a reaction in the person the individual the individual connected with the gunas he or she is interacting with those objects the object is actually not doing anything the object has in itself inherent qualities like i told you alcohol in the bottle is intoxicating period that is it a woman a beautiful woman when you look at her naturally you are going to get swayed that is understood but it is within your hands whether you want to drink the bottle or you want to get swayed by that woman this is in the hand of that individual let us be very clear about this the object doesn't do anything it is the individual interacting with it the car is still there it is the driver who has to put the keys and turn it on and then drive that's it so did you understand this this is how it works so the duality exists the duality in the object is there the object and the individual interaction is going to be different and it is going to create material illusion it's going to create illusion in the mind of the person now i will teach you how illusion is created hmm? we will do the next verse in that you will get an explanation the speculative arguments of philosophers the world is real no it is not real is based upon incomplete knowledge of the supreme soul and is simply aimed at understanding material dualities although such argument is useless person who has turned their attention away from me their own true self are unable to give it up 
So I will again come back to the two examples. One is the wine bottle and the second one is a beautiful actress. See the examples. The world is real? No, it is not real. For a person who is in the Tamoguna, the bottle of wine becomes an addictive kind. He is going to jump on the bottle and drink it up. That's it. You know, there are many people in this world who we call alcoholic, whom we say that they have these problems in their life. And somebody will say, oh, I drink because I have to, you know, forget something. There are many reasons which a person gives. I do social drinking. People say these kind of words, you know. I have gone for a party. If I don't have a glass of wine in my hand, it is not going to look nice. I am with friends or relatives. And they are offering me wine. I need to drink it. This is how a person looks at it. So the interaction is this. So the person in the Tamoguna, the person who is con controlled by ignorance, he looks at it and he says, I have to drink it. There are no two ways about it. And let me drink it to that level where I completely lose my sense. Okay. I will drink it till I am completely sozzled. That is number one. So how does he look at the bottle? The world is real, what he says. This bottle is very much real. I have to drink it. This is how he looks at it. No, it is not real is also another argument which he gives. He says, any which way people call me a drunkard, what difference is it, does it make if I drink 10 bottles or 20 bottles? What difference is it anyway going to make? Is it going to change the way people think about me? It doesn't make any difference to me. I have got so used to this. that any which way it doesn't make a difference to me. You know, it is like uh, I have given this example before. My father-in-law was an army and every evening he would bring out the bottle and sit with it. And he will drink up to a particular level and then he will close the bottle and keep it away. I don't know what it was actually. I, I really have no clue about what the liquor was. But army men are supposed to drink. I mean that is exactly how he put it. I have to anyway drink. For him it was very much real. But there is another person, I told you, there is a second kind of a person who looks at it from a different point of view. He looks at it in a completely different aspect. Why is it that the first person whom I am talking about just now, who is a, you know, alcoholic or whatever, is different than the person who is full of goodness? Why is he different? Both look at the object in a different manner. Now let us look at the actress. Second example. A person who is a sex maniac or something like that, he is going to look at the, at the woman and he's already started disrobing her in his mind. Even before she has come into the picture, he has started that process. I'll give you the idea what 
Mr. Weinstein used to do. He used, he was deliberately telling his actresses, for the story session, you have to come to my room. And in the room, he would be in a bathrobe. That means he had already prepared for the scene. Think, a person like this great producer, whom everybody thought was a great producer, was already in the process of disrobing the woman and raping her. So all the preparations were made. Okay. And then he would do what was necessary. So he falls under a different category, isn't it? Then there is another person who is full of goodness. He looks at that beautiful woman over there and he says, Oh, I have seen your last film. It was very beautiful. Can I get an autograph? He is not interested in removing her clothes. He is only interested in her autograph. And then he wants to go and tell his friends, you know, I met this actress. I have such a beautiful, you know. That is it. Beyond that, he is not even interested in it. These two interactions of the same person, of the same object. Think, how does that work? Why is it that one person gets completely intoxicated and the second one doesn't even touch the bottle? These are two extremes we are taking. And in the second case, one person is already prepared for the whole show of you know raping the woman. And on another side, the person is only interested in an autograph. Are these two things different? So why is this interaction with the object different? This is the verse which we are doing, which will explain to you. We have always thought, you know, in our minds that somebody is very good at heart. Somebody is very good at heart. Now, one day one person told me that this person is so very nice. There was one gentleman with this lady. This person is so very nice. Then I said, please look in his bag or look in his pocket. If he is carrying condoms with him, he is not nice. He has already thought of seducing you. So what gives you the right to say that he is nice? That person has already thought of it well in advance. Please understand the moment the future action is already pre-planned. When there is a pre-planning of the future action, you are already in very big debt and that debt is called karma. In today's day and age, in India, women are told, carry condoms with you. When they are in school and colleges or in the United States, they are distributing. I, some places I read. But why is it so? Are you not preparing people for this activity already? Uh, yes, somebody will say better be safe than sorry, isn't it? I mean, some of you will definitely object to it and say, oh, you cannot say those words, you know, it has, you better be safe than sorry. But you have already pre-planned the activity well in advance. 
and if the activity is pre-planned, I'm sorry, there is nothing which stops karma interacting with you. And you are already in debt with the karma and you have to pay for it. And the payment will have to happen. It will be happening in the future somewhere. So did you understand this portion where the world is real and no, it's not real. How does it work? When you have already got involved in an action with the object, it is real for you. See, whenever I say you, you doesn't mean you. You means the world, okay? Please, this is a general statement. You means the world, okay? The Krishna's way of looking at it is, there is a world and the world's interaction with objects is like this. It is based on incomplete knowledge. What is the incomplete knowledge? The incomplete knowledge is this. Every object, remember the knowledge which was imparted to you a few verses away. What did it say? Every object has its inherent nature or quality. I said these words. Every object has its own inherent nature or quality. So if I take the bottle of liquor, what is the inherent quality of that? Alcohol intoxication. That is it. Correct? Number one. Number two. If there is a lion or a tiger, you better be afraid. It's a ferocious carnivorous animal. That is its nature. You remember the story where that particular lion, he thought that he is a sheep and he started bleating and then another lion comes over there and says, don't be stupid, you are not a sheep, you are a lion and roar. You cannot do meh, you have to do wow, like that, you know, big noise. That is the nature of that animal. This is, this is what you should remember. So if someone says to you, I am going to drink, but it's not going to intoxicate me. Isn't that person wrong? The inherent quality of alcohol is intoxication. It is anyway going to create that reaction. Whether it is small or large, it depends. Again, it depends on the individual, the time, the place, so on and so forth. Right? There are people who are pedophiles. There are people who are rapists. There are people who are murderers. It is their inherent nature. It is in their blood. A person who is a serial killer, I'm sure you know there are serial, serial killers out there. It is in their nature to kill that way. It is in the nature of a man to x-ray a woman. Please understand this, whether 
whether it is Weinstein or any other man on this planet Earth, he is already thought in different terms. It is his inherent nature. A dog's nature is to bark. So, this is what is being taught over here. The idea that the nature is there is forgotten by human beings. They believe this person is very nice, that person is very kind, that person is so and so, she is beautiful. I'm sorry, you are mistaken. It is only external. It is the way in which a person acts. The reality is different. The reality is not known. So this verse is going to tell you about the reality. What is the reality? This incomplete knowledge that we have about this world. We make judgments on people. You know, We look at a person and we have made judgment. We look at a person who is a very nice, innocent looking person. And we say, oh so cute, so nice, so beautiful, so don't say that. It is only an external way in which the person is interacting. It is not the truth. So don't go by the looks. Don't go by how they behave. Because it could just be a sham. All the politicians in the world, they give fantastic promises. Every politician gives promises. It is understood. He will say, I will build this for you. I will make that for you. I will do this and I will that, do that. It is inherent nature of the politician to not keep the promises. He will never keep promises. He is on the contrary going to fill his own pockets, which is his inherent nature. Everybody in this world who is a politician is a corrupt being. It's a general statement you think. But let me assure you that is the truth. Any person who is belonging to a particular category is having his inherent nature. They might forget their nature for a certain amount of time just like the lion forgot his nature when he was among the sheep. He forgot his nature. But when another lion came into the picture, he remembered his nature. This is how we have to know. This is an example to tell you what is it that man has forgotten. One man is with another hundred men. Okay. Now, yesterday when I was going to a place, there was a college in between. Now this college houses more than five, six thousand students. And so I asked my driver, this looks like a beautiful place, what is it? He said, sir, this is a college. Hai. This is a college. Everybody who is studying over here is from outside. Why? Because the fees are very, very big money. Okay. The place where I am, it's Dune. Dune school. There are Dune. 
all the politicians kids all the actors kids you know all the rich people's children are studying over here so he said to me the driver told me all the girls and the boys over here are corrupt they hardly attend school or college they are always roaming around on their bikes and roaming all over the hills they are never there in their classes so it was supposed to be a general statement but is the statement true or false the answer is in this particular example which i am going to give you if you take a box of mangoes and in that box of mangoes one bad mango is kept do you know all the other mangoes get spoilt it is the company you keep which spoils the entire thing so you will find that there are sales people or marketing people in a company and they drink in their sales conferences wherever they are whatever they are doing and so it is an understood fact that if you are a marketing person you are used to drinking okay now i worked for multinationals like procter and gamble and various other companies and they expected me because i was a part of a marketing team that i should be drinking so i told them i'm sorry i don't drink so it is in whose hand whether you should drink or not drink it is in that individual's hand isn't it but when you are in the company of those like minded people you normally tend to do that thing so i hope you understood the example if a person is in that particular vicinity or in that area he will do exactly the way he is supposed to do if you remember our friend who came from united states was talking in the way us people will speak and for us indians to understand american slang and the american way of talking was very difficult i was not able to understand what she was saying because she stayed in new york and when she came back over here it was very difficult to understand and everybody in india used to laugh at that that is because when you get to in a company in a particular place where there are a group of people you will do exactly what they do so the language changes the way you live changes the way of dressing changes the way you enact outside changes you know in india it is there we will not greet namaste good morning we don't greet anybody like this nobody greets another person like this the first thing that they will ask is uta aita i mean any time of the day the first thing that one person will look at another person and say uta aita means have you had your breakfast i mean they are only thinking of food think about it i am meeting you say at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and the first thing that the person will ask me is have you had your food no you don't even say hello there is no hello there is no good morning good afternoon good evening have you had your food 
it is when you stay in a company of people you start becoming exactly like that so i hope you understood when somebody is in one particular vicinity or a group we start becoming like that and that is the reason why the lion became a sheep and <laughs> we started bleating so if you are in the company of particular like minded people you become exactly like them your speech the way you live the way you behave you know your way of dressing so so many things change this dilemma i also had the dilemma was this now i am in spiritual so when you are in spiritual the first thing that you do is shave your head and then you put on orange clothes like all the baba ji's all the gurus of this world and you start doing namaste it was it was completely i mean i was not even thinking on those lines and uh, imagine wearing orange clothes so the period of time where i had to go through this disconnect was quite a big one so way back in 2000 2001 i said maybe i should wear orange clothes why because every baba ji on this earth wears orange clothes then i said no 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 let me wear white color clothes and i started wearing white you know all that pajama and that, you know the long choga the dress that is there and after 3 months everybody around me started getting a peace of mind from me okay i mean i started shouting at everybody and I, I, people told me you are wearing these white color clothes that's why you are doing behaving like this so i said okay white color clothes off with you so white color clothes went away after that for many months i was wondering what am i supposed to do finally i had a guru bandhu she said to me she said suresh why are you bothered about all these things this is all nonsense and this evolution which happened along the way i said the easiest and the simplest clothes to wear will be i am used to living in jeans let me wear jeans only i am used to wearing t-shirts all my life okay so let me wear t-shirts and a pair of jeans Now, if somebody wants to call me a Zadu Baba or a Baba Ji or a Guru or whatever, it's okay by me. It does not matter. Why do I need to bother about what others think about me? It is what I am inside that matters. If I am pure, in if I am good, I don't have to bother about the clothes that I wear. I don't have to bother about whether I am sitting in a company or not sitting in a company. i know that i have never drunk in my life i am even if i sit with 100 people who are alcoholics i will still not do it because it doesn't it doesn't appear to me it doesn't appeal to me so any which way this is how it is so i hope you understood the second part of this verse is talking of that a person forgets in the company of other people that he is an individual a different person 
and he forgets the supreme soul inside of him. He gets enchanted by the three gunas. Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. And he becomes like that. How does he become? He goes in the company of people who are a like-minded kind and he becomes like that. So you will find that when I went to Macau, uh, by the way, Macau is the largest destination in the world for gambling. Uh, Las Vegas is one-tenth of Macau. If Las Vegas turnover is 50 billion dollars, Macau's turnover is 500 billion. Because the Chinese have more money, I believe. So anyway, if you are sitting in a, what do you call that? Um, a place casino. where, casino. If you are sitting in a casino, everybody is gambling. It's an accepted fact and you will also want to play those machines or something like that. So if you have gone to a bar, any which way you are going to drink. If you are on Tinder, you know today now Tinder is so much, left, right, left, right, whatever they do. You are anyway going to look at the beautiful girls or the men that are there, handsome guys or whoever it is. I mean, it's, it's an accepted fact. And you get used to it. You will, you're going to get involved in the process. This is because of the nature. I told you there are three natures, you know. First is the ignorance, that is the tamoguna. The second one is action-oriented, which is the rajas. And the third one is goodness, which is called sattvaguna. So you get involved in it. Forgetting the real you. Who is the real you? The real you is not supposed to be interacting with anything. You are not supposed to interact with anything. It is a neutral thing. What is the knowledge? A spiritual being understands. Remember the word I said understands, realizes, accepts. What does he understand? When he sees other people drinking, he understands it is their nature to do so. So what is a spiritual person supposed to do? You don't become like them. You are a spiritual being. You are not supposed to interact with them. You are not supposed to be, you know, abhorring them. You are not going to call them names. If they are drinking, they are drinking. Good. Why does it bother you? So a spiritual person is not supposed to be bothered about it. If there are Weinsteins in this world, if there are pedophiles in this world, they are doing what they are supposed to do and the women and the children and every other person is doing exactly what their nature commands them to do. Why are you disturbed? A spiritual person is not disturbed because it is in their nature. It is in that producer's nature to do so. So every producer, whether you like it or not, is more or less the same. So why are we so much getting carried away by it? You understand things. When a politician is taking bribes or when a politician is telling lies, 
Why do I need to bother my head about it? I am least bothered about it because I know every politician is telling me false things. Every politician is going to bullshit. He is never going to tell me the truth. He is going to stack up the money somewhere. That is his job. That is his nature. Why do I need to get involved in it? So a spiritual person knowing the real nature doesn't involve himself in it. He stays away from it. You know, in the spiritual world, there are some spiritual leaders. Today, there are some spiritual leaders like the Pope is there in the Vatican. There is the Dalai Lama over here in India. Or there are some sages in the past like Sai Babas of this world, not the Satya Sai Baba, the real Sai Baba, or Ramana Maharishi, he never made any political statements. The Pope doesn't make political statements at all. He doesn't say Donald Trump is good, or this one is good, or that one is good. He doesn't make any statements at all. Neither is the Dalai Lama involved in it. Mother Teresa also never involved herself in making any political statements. She took money wherever people gave her. She was not bothered whether that person was bad or good or evil or whatever it is. Her motivation in life was to elevate the poor people's you know, unhappiness. It was remove it away. She was involved in her work and she did it very, very nicely. She was not tainted by the people around her. So, a spiritual person is not bothered about these kind of disturbances. He doesn't get involved. She doesn't get involved. You may say uh, the spiritual person is a bad person because you need to have an opinion about it. No. This is called duality. The opinion is one person will say good and another person will say bad. Okay. In India, there is Narendra Modi. The BJP will say Narendra Modi is a good person. The Congress I people will say Narendra Modi is a bad person. Right? In America, there is Donald Trump. The Republicans will say he is a good person. The Democrats will say he is a villain. Who is right? Nobody is right. Who is wrong? Nobody is wrong. Everybody is right and everybody is wrong. Who cares? Are you interested in it? If you have an opinion, if you are going to get involved, you are going to be a part of the karma. So the person is involved only in what he is doing. What is he doing? This is the verse which tells us. What does it say? It's simply end at understanding. But although such argument is useless, just now Krishna also says, this argument about whether somebody is good or somebody is bad, this is duality, is useless. Person who has turned their attention away from me, their own true selves are unable to give it up. So, those who have turned their attention against this God, they have gone into the outer world and started making right and the wrong of things around. That kind of a person who has opinions, who has objects you know, in front of him and keeps on swaying left and right and left and right. What is he doing? 
is getting involved in the processes in the world outside, has forgotten the God inside. The God who is inside, you remember, we were talking about reflection, God, godliness, all that which is inside of us, you are completely forgotten. So the person gets involved in all the external activities, the external world. Then what happens? You become a person who is the me too kind of a person. Not that me too which you are thinking of now. Me too means what? Oh, somebody got raped. No, no, no. The me too means I become like that person. I become like him. Everybody is doing this, so I am also doing this. You see, there are farmers. Okay? Uh, everybody is growing corn, I am also growing corn. If everybody is growing sugarcane, everybody is growing sugarcane. Why? Because my neighbor is doing so, I am also doing. You know, all the people that I saw in the temples over here, everybody is going over there, oh, puja, 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 puja. They are doing all kinds of prayers. And nobody knows why they are doing it. Who is this God? Why are we supposed to do this? Nobody is asking. Nobody is questioning the motives. Nobody wants to know anything. This is what happens. So in the material world, a person gets involved in the processes outside, in the objects outside, forgetting his true nature which is inside. What is the true nature? Non-involvement with the world. I don't need to wear orange clothes to be spiritually good. I can be myself. Being yourself is very, very important. The God inside of you will direct you to do whatever is the right thing in this world. Be yourself. Be your good self. The words which I always keep on telling my students. Be your good self. The good self is what is inside of you. The goodness that remains within inside is what we are supposed to be. That is the God within us. Got it? Don't get involved in the do's and the don'ts and the why's and the wherefores, the rights and the wrongs in this world. If you got to do something, do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Means what? If you have gone for a party and if you have drunk in the past, you can definitely take a glass and drink it. Does not matter. There are no restrictions in this world, by the way. Krishna is not talking about restrictions. That is a false world outside. If you are used to drinking, please drink. There is no harm in it. Krishna is not saying there are no restrictions. You understand? He is not saying you should not do it. He is saying, if it is your nature, do it. Who cares? But remember the one inside. You are that godliness. You are that sweetness. You are that kindness. You are that compassionate being. You are the best person in the world who is good to your own self. You be good to your own self. The God, God inside of you should feel proud of you. You should be proud of yourself. You should be that goodness inside. Right? Externally, the way you interact with the world has no value, by the way. Zero value. Yes, the others around you are going to call you names. They are going to say, oh, he's an idiot. He doesn't drink. He's an idiot. He doesn't wear orange clothes. He's an idiot. He doesn't look at women. 
what difference does it make it should not matter because the right and the wrong is in that object itself remember what i said the bottle of liquor is an intoxicant it is an intoxicant why are we bothered about it so much if i drink it anyway i am going to get sozzled some day sometime isn't it okay so finally what are we talking about we are not supposed to bother our head about all these things just bother yourself with the god inside of you be your good self don't interact so much because the more you interact the more you are going to fall into the ditch think somebody comes and provokes you and says tomorrow is the election you have to elect this person go and put your vote for this person and then you are going to dissect the whole thing and then you are going to say oh this person is very good that person is not good he is done this for us he is done that for so doership is connected with it somebody has given you money is a good person somebody who has taken money from you is a bad person so are you not going to say good bad evil right wrong this all these things are going to come up the two extremes are going to come up so sattva is also going to come up and tamas is also going to come up why are you so much involved with it you want to go and vote go vote for anybody that you feel like it does not matter don't stress your mind don't think about it you are not going to vote because oh this person is good does it matter you know what is the punch line it is not in your hands <laughs> the funniest part of it all is nothing is in your hands you are anyway you are like a bullock you know that you have seen that bullock cart there is one thread running through its nose or you have seen the horse you know there is one bridle and the person who is riding it is taking the horse around and the horse thinks oh i am going around it's exactly like a bullock cart you know the bullock thinks i am pulling the cart this whole issue about i am doing it is wrong somebody is making me do it the moment you understand that no you are going to not bother your head about anything you will just do what you are supposed to do this is the punch line you see i kept the suspense till the end isn't it huh the suspense is this if i am drinking it is the nature which is making me drink but the moment i think i am drinking it's called false ego I am going to vote for Donald Trump. Okay, that's a false ego. Something is making me vote for Donald Trump. I don't even know who makes me do it. This is the truth. Understood? And this is the supreme divine. The spiritual lesson is this: Don't get so much involved or bothered with the processes. Just do it naturally. If I am used to wearing white clothes like these kind of t-shirts, I will wear them. Do I give a damn about the world? No, I just feel like wearing. It's okay. But I am pure, clean, right inside. I don't have to bother my head about other people, right? And this is exactly how you got to see it. I don't bother about the rights and the wrongs what people are doing. Why should I bother my head? What comes to me naturally is what I am going to do. and that natural thing is a god given thing 
something makes me do it and this is where we end our satsang today so a recap and the recap is this the whole world interacts with the object with the three gunas which is inherent the object has inherent tendencies it has something in it and because i have a certain gunas i will look at the object in that particular manner so it is either with ignorance it is either with action or it is with goodness whichever way i will look at the object the object is not actually involved in the process you are involved it's your mind and you forgetting the real you who is the real you the god inside of you is the real you the supreme consciousness is you we forget that and we get enchanted by the world outside and we become exactly like that i become like the world outside right forgetting my true nature and this is the lesson which we have to understand the true nature is the godliness within me and the punchline is everything in this world is driven by that divine only i am just a tool in the hand of god that's it so we will stop over here